Hello and welcome to the Leadership That Last podcast. This is episode four. I'm your host, Greg Raymer. Thank you so much for joining me here. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about compassion, what it means to be a more compassionate leader, as compassion is the second element in the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. And so when we talk about compassion, we're thinking about things like how to care for somebody. We need to understand who they are. And we need to implore empathy. And so we're going to look at those kind of three different aspects of compassion on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to Leadership That Last. And thank you for being a part of yet another episode of this new podcast on leadership. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about compassion. Uh, if you've been listening from the beginning, you know that I am going through what I have kind of put together as the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. And this is the second of those elements on compassion. And if you have not done so, if you want to listen to episode two of this podcast, I do a high view of all of these different elements uh, to give you a greater understanding of how they all kind of play together. And uh, the following here episodes, we're kind of taking a little bit deeper dive into these elements. And so today we're talking about compassion. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that we are getting the word out about this podcast. If this podcast, if this content, if you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, if it's been helpful for you, man, please uh, subscribe or follow wherever you're consuming this content and then leave a rating review. Uh, it goes a long way in helping to get the word out about this podcast. Um, if you are on YouTube, uh, feel free to leave a comment and subscribe to the channel. Um, it helps me to be able to promote this and for us to be able to to gain a, a bigger community of people who want to grow in their leadership, in their home, vocation, and community. So thank you for doing that. If you haven't done that already, if you have, thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast. So with today's episode, uh, we're going to be looking at compassion and if you haven't done so already, you can go over to leadershipthatlast.net and there'll be a link there. You can find it there on the front page to be able to download this free guide that I created about the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. Um, you don't need to give me your email address. You don't need to give me your cell phone number for me to text you or anything like that. You can just download it for free right now. It's about a 15 to 16 page uh, PDF and it gives you a high view of all of these um elements here that I've kind of put together to help us grow as leaders and for us to become effective leaders and not only effective leaders, but leaders that last leaders that sustain that we can be a leader for life. So do that if you haven't done that already. So what is compassion? Um, let's see, let's just go right to the dictionary. Miriam Webster defines compassion as a sympathetic consciousness of others, distress, together with a desire to alleviate it. So we're sympathetic and we're aware of somebody not having a good day or not having a good moment in their life. They're in distress. They're bothered by something. They have a pain point. Um, we acknowledge that. We, we see that. But then we also want to help alleviate it 
we want to do our part to, to make it better for them. And so that's what compassion is. And that is one of the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. If you are a compassionate leader, if you have compassion within your arsenal of the many different things that you need to be a leader, a good leader, um, then um, you're going to go a long way in your leadership because we all want compassion directed towards us. And so we as leaders need to be directing compassion to the people that are uh, within our care and within our leadership. So uh, I like quotes. And so I'm going to share this quote with you from Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, He's a a former pastor who uh, was martyred actually for his faith um, by the Nazis back in um, back when when Hitler um, was was reigning. And he um, says this about compassion. He says, we must learn to regard people less in the light of what they do or admit to do. So what they do or don't do and more in the light of what they suffer. So that's a really awesome quote because especially in today's culture, I think we see, we, we judge really quickly on what people are doing or not doing what they're saying or not saying, instead of trying to get in and understand like, why are you even saying that? Or why are you even not doing something to help somebody else or whatever the case may be? Uh, we judge on the surface and what Diedrich here is trying to say is, Hey, we need to go a little deeper. We need to walk in their shoes a little bit. And so that's part of being compassionate is to not just see people on the surface, acknowledge the surface. We need to acknowledge the surface, but to go deeper and and to break in and and to understand why people are um, the way they are and why they're acting the way they are. So with compassion, we're going to look specifically today about two different kind of um, aspects. I'm sorry, not two, three different aspects of compassion. And so this will help us kind of grow in our in our compassion um, as a leader. And so the first one is going to be. Um, um, how we how we grow as a compassionate leader. The first one is going to be to care about those that we are leading. So we need to care about those that we are leading. The second one is to become a student of them. We need to become a student. Um, we need to learn about the people that we are leading. And then three is to implore empathy as much as possible. And so these build on each other and we're going to get into that here. So the first one here is how do we care for somebody? How do we care for people? Really, the easiest way to care for somebody is to change your perspective of them. And this is really big within leadership um, because typically when you think about leadership, oftentimes there's kind of a hierarchy, especially in you know a job setting. You may have a boss um, and then you have the employees. And so the boss needs to kind of change the perspective a little bit about them. And so I, I think about this with photography. I, I'm a photographer as well. I do real estate photography, but I like, you know, all kind of photography, you know, as a hobby. And one of the things that can really make a, a photograph stand out is a different perspective. And so you can go, let's say on a hike and you want to take a picture of a tree and you, if you take it from, you know, the, your, your height, your angle, your, your, you know, people are five to six feet tall. If you take it from that perspective, you're going to see it from one way. But one thing I like to do, especially with my iPhone is I, is I'll get down low, I'll flip the iPhone over. So the, the eye is, is really close to the ground. I'll actually put it kind of on the ground and you'll take the picture up from the ground. And so you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of the ground and then you're going to see the tree and you're going to get a better picture of the tree and you're going to get a different angle and a different understanding of the tree. And so if you just took it at eye level, you're just going to see probably just a part of the tree, not even maybe the whole tree. 
But when you get down low and you change your change your perspective of that tree, you're going to see more branches. You're going to see how it compares to the other trees in the woods. Uh, you're going to be able to see the ground in which the tree is planted in. So change your perspective. And so w- what I mean by that is don't just simply see people for kind of your um maybe your relationship with them in regards to your social, your socio, um, not, not your socio, your, your social construct, that your social construct with people. So I think about this like with a parent and a child or a manager, an employee, a pastor, a parishioner, a director or a staff member, a coach and a player. So those kind of relationships, those are natural relationships in the world. And, um, it, it helps to change your perspective. So if you're a coach to a player, um, man, you know, a coach can change their perspective and not just see them as a player, but see them as a person who may have an injury or um, so maybe they're not playing to the best of their ability um, or maybe having some issues at home. And so their minds kind of they're double minded in the game or whatever. So they may not be playing to the best that they could because of that. And so if you just strictly see them, if, you're, if we're talking about the coach and player relationship, if we just strictly see them as um, them not doing a good job and whatever they're supposed to be doing. And you don't take into context the, the greater person, the actual human, um, uh, you know, uh, beyond the player, then, um, you know, you, you're going to, you, that, that player is, is going to always kind of be seen as less than. And so I don't know if any of you have ever seen the show Ted Lasso, but it's a fantastic show. And it talks about soccer and, you know, Ted Lasso is a a soccer coach and he is so, you know, he has such a great outlook on life, um, but he sees his people as more than just players on a team. And so that's a great example of of a good leader who um, cares for the people that are under his leadership. And so uh, that would be one of the first ways that you can kind of help care for somebody is to just change your perspective of them. Don't just see them so much black and white as your relationship relationship to them, such as like a parent or a child or a boss or employee, you know, change that perspective. Don't see them just solely as an employee, but see them as a person, as a human that has real emotions and real feelings and real things that they struggle with and things that they, that they celebrate and like to do. Um, I think about this with my daughters, I have two daughters, they're young, they're three and one, um, as of the recording of this podcast. And they, you know, they both kind of have different personalities, you know, and I, I, I'm a new father, so I don't, I'm sure they'll change in time. But right now, um, if, you know, if, if one of them gets hurt, one, you know, they, they kind of respond differently to pain. Um, they respond differently to frustration. And so, um, my one daughter, um, if she falls down and scrapes her knee or something, she cries and she wants to be, um, you know, consoled by myself or my wife. Um, and all you got to do is pick her up and kind of acknowledge the hurt and maybe kiss the boo-boo. And then she's good. She's good. She can go on about her day, you know, tears still going down her face, but she's, she's good. The other one, if she fell and, and, and scraped her knee, it's going to be, some time before she's calmed down. She'll come to us and we'll hold her and we'll tell her it's going to be all right. We'll kiss her boo-boo. We'll clean her up. But she's going to feel that moment, that hurt for a longer period of time. It may take five to 10 minutes before she's kind of like 
calm down and can kind of re-enter society and and be a part of whatever was going on. And so if I led them the same way, so if my personality is just to be like, I'm going to hug you, kiss your boo-boo and move on. And, and my one daughter who needs a little more time to kind of process and kind of get over the event, if I'm not compassionate to her, if I don't care about that, if I'm not empathetic to her need in that moment, man, in time, she's not going to come to me. She, she's going to know that I'm not the person that's going to help her. I'm not the person because I don't see her. I don't listen to her. And I really, she's going to say, I don't care about her, even though I do, but I don't care about her in a way that she would, would feel loved and seen and heard. And so that's a big thing. So I have to lead differently. So the onus is on me as the leader to understand my people, understand the people that are under my care, under my leadership. And I have to shift and adjust. I have to kind of understand like, hey, this person is going to respond to this news differently. And I have to kind of be ready for that, you know. And so those are things that that are really helpful in caring for somebody is to is to change your perspective and don't just see them as black and white. You know, there's nuance to people. And so we need to understand that um, with them. Everyone has different personalities. And so Anyways, being a leader who cares for their people, this will acknowledge to them the fact that you care for them and it's going to be, it's going to slowly be reciprocated. So the more you care for somebody, the more that you're um, empathetic towards them, um, the more that you understand how they're wired and, and, and you lead them and out of the way that they are wired and respect that, um, they're going to grow in their respect for you as a leader. And they're going to be somebody like my daughter who will want to come to me um, because I'm going to lead her and care for her in the way that she needs to be led and cared for. And so one of the best ways uh, that you can begin to care for somebody uh, is really to become a student of them. And so if, if I didn't listen and understand my daughter who, um, you know, it takes a little bit longer to kind of be soothed when, when she's in pain, if I didn't acknowledge that, if I didn't see that, if I just saw that as a frustration point for me, um, then I'm never going to be able to care for her because I'm just going to think something's wrong with her when there's nothing wrong with her. It's just her personality. It's how she's wired. And so how do we learn uh, people? How do we become students of people? Um, one of the best ways is to get them to tell you who they are, to get them talking. Um, we all love to talk about ourselves. I mean, we know with the advent of social media, it's given people a forum to be able to share their thoughts. People want to be heard. People want to be seen. They want to be acknowledged. So even even the quietest person, even the quietest person in your office or in your family is is saying something about themselves, is telling you something about themselves by not saying anything. Um, that's a personality trait. I'm more introverted than I am extroverted. And you may see me in a, in a, a group setting and you may think I'm upset or reserved or maybe not that bright or whatever. You, you may make some, some, um, some judgments about me, but it's just because I'm just more introverted. I'm just, 
I'm, I'm not going to be the one that's typically going to start a conversation. Um, I'm going to be one. I, I can hold a conversation, but I'm not going to be one that starts it. Now, my wife, she's she's the, the social butterfly. She's the one that needs to talk her feelings out. She needs to she needs to be around people. Um, she needs to, um, to to be talking and communicating. And so she's actually helped me. Um, to be able to kind of open up a little bit and to be able to talk to, to people um, more and to be able to start some conversations. I maybe not normally would have done that. Um, and so people love to talk. So get them to talk. One of the best advice that, that I've been given in regards to this, because I am an introvert, I have a, another friend who's very extroverted and I asked him, I said, listen, man, I, I don't do small talk well, but I want to get to know people and I want to um, grow in that aspect of who I am and that characteristic. But um, what do I do? How do I do that? Um, and he said, he said, one of the best ways to get people to talk is to ask them, what do you like to do for fun? What do you like to do for fun? And so I tried it the other day at the playground. Um, the uh, playground, you know, inevitably you have kids, you know, playing around and there's parents and we're all kind of coming from different places. And, you know, the kids are playing together and then inevitably the parent, you know, you feel like you got to go talk to the parent. And so this guy came over and he actually started the conversation, um, but there was kind of a lull in, in, the, in the conversation. And I said, hey, listen, man, what do you guys like to do for fun? And come to find out, they like to do outdoor stuff. They like to go hiking. They like to go kayaking. Those are all things that I love to do and all things that I would love to do with my family in time as they get older. And so it was really cool. I asked him like some where some of the places that they go to. And he, you know, kind of told me some some kind of um, not more public places that, you know, that aren't as crowded. And so I kind of put that in the back of my head. And so if I didn't, you know, um, get to know that guy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't learn more about him. Now I, he's not under my leadership or anything, but that's just an example of like, whenever you, whenever you ask that question, what do you like to do for fun? It'll get people talking. And so I would encourage you to do that, especially in a work environment where most times, I mean, I know there's some people that really are giddy about their job, but I think by and large, um, people um, aren't really happy to be there. I mean, they would rather be doing, you know, 700 other things than, than you know, whatever they're doing, checking emails and writing TPS reports and all those things. So, uh, you know, in your, in your employment with your job and your vocation, if you're a leader within that sphere, um, you know, ask the people what they like to do for fun and you'll start to see them open up. And, and second to that as well is just listen, just be an active listener. I mean, people, again, they'll talk, they, you know, watch the people that they hang out with, you know, the, the groups that they kind of stick with um, and then get to, you know, as you get to know those people, get to know their friends, you know, you'll start to to hear like you can talk to other friends about, you know, what they like to do and kind of their personality and, and all those things. And so all of this is not to get like, you know, um, gossip on the people or anything like that. That's, that's not the point. The point is to get to know them so you can care for them and, and be a compassionate leader. And so just listen, man. Um, it, I'm telling you, people will share something about themselves. I mean, even like, look at their desk. You know, I, I remember working, um, for one particular, I worked for the state years ago and we all had this kind of like, section of cubicles together and so it was obviously really easy to see people's desk and there are some people that are very like like i i'm tend to be a little more um 
I put things away. I try to put things away at the end of the day. There are some people that have like maybe a pencil and a pad on their desk and everything else is stored in their thing and they only access it when they need it. There are some people that there's just paper everywhere. Um, I remember one particular person, they loved animals. They, they rescued animals and they had like little tchotchkes of, of animals and pictures of their animals everywhere all over i mean there was there was no space for paper almost there was just so much stuff uh representing something that they like so that that's an easy like you don't even need to talk to them to understand that they like animals you know and so that's even a, a good point that you can start asking them about their dog or their cat or whatever so just pay attention man people will tell you about themselves people will share who they are um in the nuances of life and so the kind of car they drive or, or the car they wish they drive or the clothes they wear and all those things. I mean, it's there. You, you, can, you can get to know people um, more than, than you realize if you just pay attention. And, and so, so one of the ways that you can grow in your care and grow in your compassion is to just be a student of the people under your leadership. So that brings us here to the third point um, about how to be a compassionate uh, leader is to implore empathy, to be an empathetic leader. So empathy, I think, is a lost art today. Um, I, and now, maybe I'm on social media too much. Maybe I read too many news um, websites, but I think empathy is a lost art. And so it should be something that we all do, and especially you as a leader. And so understanding that the people that are under your leadership are different than each other, and more importantly, different than you, because we all kind of operate out of our worldview and the way that we see things, and we, we expect people to react in certain ways that we would react, but that's not always going to be the case. And so we need to understand that the people that we're leading are different than us. Um, that understanding them is the, is a step is the beginning step to that. But we have to begin to implore empathy. We have to be able to, again, we have to be active in our caring and use the things that we've learned to be beneficial. And so I think about this when you can read, you know, uh, so many books on how to like you can you can read a book on how to drive a car how a car operates the things that a car needs to go and, and that you you push the pedal down to make it go you push the brake down to make it stop you use a steering wheel to turn you can read about those things but until you actually get behind the wheel of a car turn it on and start moving and start doing those things and putting them together you start to really understand now you you know how to drive a car. It's not just a concept to you, but it's an actual reality, you know. And so you can learn all these different things about people. But if you don't put them into practice, if you don't um, if you don't actually be active in your care and compassion towards them, uh, then you're, you're going to waste all of that knowledge that you've, you've gained, um, by getting to know them. Um, if you don't actually put it into practice. And so that's where empathy comes in. If you're empathetic to, towards somebody, you've understood who they are. And then, you know, when the tough times come, um, you, you're able to help them through that. You may not be able to fix the tough time, but you may be able to soften the blow a little bit and ease them and give them a little space um, to be able to move and operate within their 
um, the rough moment in life. And also, you know how to celebrate with them, too. So I, 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 th- I think about this. Um, I saw this video the other day where um, this son-in-law got a job at a, a law firm. I can't remember, it, but apparently it, it was indicated it was kind of his dream job. And the video, I think, is of his wife following him down, and he goes to share it with his father-in-law. And he tells him that he got the job, and his father-in-law was ecstatic, was ecstatic. And I just, my heart just leapt because, you know, this father-in-law, he's never going to work for that company. He's never going to um, receive any money, any paycheck from that company. Um, It doesn't really necessarily affect that father-in-law's life. But man, he was empathetic and compassionate and cared enough about his son-in-law that he wanted to celebrate that thing that was so exciting for the son-in-law. He wanted to, to come alongside and be just as excited for him in his, in his joyous moment. And so that's a really big piece about empathy is not just understanding the pain point, but being able to celebrate and move people forward move people forward in their life and to be able to, to, to acknowledge that they're happy, that, that something um, has gone good for them. And so you want to be able to celebrate that and not just, not just kind of push it aside and say, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't really care if you, you know, got a job as an attorney or whatever, but to be able to celebrate that, even if you don't understand what it is that they're doing, but to be able to to take it and and celebrate with them. That's a huge piece that shows that you care. It shows that you know what's important to the people. And so think about that too. Don't just think about empathy as negative, like only dealing, only employing empathy in the negative times, but whenever times are, are good to celebrate with people. And so, um, Empathy is is pretty close to compassion. I I wrote down the definition here. Empathy is to the ability to understand and share in the feelings of others. And so that that goes right into you being able to share in the good times and to share in the bad times with others. And so you understand the people and you can share a community together with them. And so that's huge, especially in today's age where everyone wants to separate. If, if If I don't agree with you, if you don't agree with me, man, you know, good riddance. I don't want nothing to do with you. And, and that's just sad because those things, that's all divisive and it's just going to continue to divide our world, our realities. And we need to be able to come together and uh, just be a little more empathetic towards people and understand uh, what's going on in people's lives and why they believe the way they do. And, and you might come to find out they don't really necessarily believe as strongly about that thing that they think they believe strongly about. Um, and you'll be able to be empathetic towards them. And so as leaders, we must be able to be gracious to people and truly understand, um, uh, you know, who they are. And if we're constantly upset with them, if we're constantly punishing them for doing wrong, um, instead of trying to help them and be empathetic, then, you know, they're either not going to, you know, share when they've messed up and it, it might end up turning a small, you know, mess up might end up turning into a huge mess up because they feel like they're going to be in trouble um, or they're just not going to work for you anymore. They're, they're, if you're not caring for them, if you're not showing them that, that you hear them, that you understand them, um, then, you know, they're, they're just not going to be all there. And so, you know, there's some people that that they can't really afford to move on, that they have to work for you. 
and it breaks my heart because I've, I've been in situations where people, I know that they don't want to be there, but they have no other choice. Um, but that company, they're just not getting the best out of their employees. And so, you know, and when you're empathetic towards people, um, they're going to see that they're going to understand that. And I'm telling you, it's going to be reciprocated back to you. Um, it, you know, there's loyalty. The loyalty level goes up big time when people understand that you're hearing them, that you're truly listening to them, not just fill out a comment card and we'll look at it and maybe we'll acknowledge it, but that you're really listening to them, really understanding them and um, trying to make them better and, and you better and the company better or your family better or your community organization better in the process. And so a little caveat I will say with compassion and with empathy is um, there are times when people, employees, they need to be let go. Um, you know, you can be compassionate towards people and you can give them second, third and 15th chances. But there comes a time where maybe they're just not the right fit for the company or the organization. Now, of course, if this is a family situation with kids, there's a longer leash here. There's a different kind of reality uh, to that. I don't want you firing your kids at three years old. But, um, you know, you can be empathetic and, and, and let somebody go or, you know, kind of do a transition with them um, to, to, to remove them from the company and, and help them find a little bit better, something that's a better fit for them. Maybe, maybe within the organization, maybe they move jobs or you just have honest conversations with people. This is kind of a long road. But you can have honest conversations with people to say, hey, this I just don't think this is going to work long term. Um, I don't think, you know, the company culture or whatever it could be uh, is right for each other. And so let's work on a transition plan. And so that's that's actually compassionate <laughs> to keep somebody in a job that they're not good at, and that they're going to get continually uh, marked down for or potentially fired for. Um, to me, that that's actually not showing compassion. So it is loving at times to let somebody go. It is loving to acknowledge that they're just not the right fit for, um, for the company. And so I've been in situations like that. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you definitely want to, to move in empathy and love and saying, Hey, this is just a working out. And so don't think that you have to, um, be miserable as a leader and keep somebody on, um, just because you need to be empathetic, but e empathy does involve just, you know, d saying hard things that aren't, um, that, that maybe they're just not going to be a part of the company uh, anymore or the culture. And so just a little caveat I want to say there, um, I could probably talk about that more and, and actually I would probably in time love to do, to do Q and a about that, but, um, don't be, you know, don't feel like you have to be trapped with somebody who's just not performing, you know, who's constantly late to work or underperforming. Um, you know, em empathy does involve, you know, being honest uh, with somebody. And so in summary, do more listening and more understanding with those that are in your leadership. Um, bleed compassion towards them. Just be compassionate. You, you want compassion given to you. Uh, and so does everyone else. They want you to care for them. They want you to learn them, to understand them, and they want you to be empathetic towards them. They may not actually say that, but that's what they want. Um, 
And more times than not, that'll be reciprocated back to you. Like I said, the level of loyalty and trust will grow. The more that they understand that, that you care for them, um, the more that they're going to care for you and your company, your organization, your family, um, your, uh, community, um, um, your community, the, the civic, you know, thing that you're a part of within your community, whatever it may be. So the response question I have for us today for this episode about compassionate leadership is, do you feel that you lead out of care for others or do you desire that they care more for you? So do you care more for your people or do you desire that they care more for you? Because I think, I think that's a really big piece. If you want them to understand you and know you, which I think is part of it, I, I, I'm not saying you need to be a, a, a whipping call, but if that's the whole thing is you want everyone to shift who they are and adjust who they are to be, to be, um, to understand you and, and to function in the way that you want things to, to do, to go. I don't think that's good for long-term success. That may, that may help in the short term, but I don't think for long-term success, that's going to be really helpful. And so answer that question. I would love for you, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube to, to leave a comment, uh, to leave your, your, um, your answer in the comment and then also email me. You can email me if, if you're not on YouTube. Um, you can email me at greg at gregramer.com. That's greg at gregramer.com. And I'd love to hear um, what your response is to, do you feel that you lead out of care for others or do you want them to care more for you? So I'll leave you here with this quote from author Jim Palmer. It says, have compassion and empathy in your hearts. Many people are suffering deep emotional anguish beneath the surface of their lives and smile even as they hurt. Man, that's big. They smile even as they hurt. I, I know that's been true of my life. I'm sure that's been true of your life. And that's true of most people's lives is that we can put on a face, but man, we're deep down, we're hurting inside. And so be a leader who's compassionate, be a leader who cares for their people. They're empathetic towards their people. Um, and that's all I have for you today with compassion. We could talk about this for a long time, but I'll leave you with those kind of three points to care for your people and how you care for them as you understand them. And then you implore empathy towards them. So thank you again for being a part of this new podcast on leadership here at leadership that lasts. If you haven't done so already, uh, like I said, please leave a rating and review. This goes a long way to help promote the podcast. And if you are looking for some royalty free music, I would hope that you would check out. Imp- Sorry, I'm messing up. I hope that you would check out uh, epidemic sound. I always get that mixed up. Epidemic sound. I use them for this podcast. If you listen to the the music that's overlaid on this podcast, as well as for my real estate photography business, when I do like walkthrough videos of homes, uh, they have over thirty five thousand sounds or so- songs actually thirty five thousand songs and I think ninety thousand sound effects. So if you need some music for your content, um, please give them a try. I have. Um, the special link in the show notes here. If you use that link and you do sign up, um, they will, um, be able to support this channel financially. And so that would go a long way in helping to continue to allow me to be able to put out this content. So if it's been helpful for you, I would love for you to, you consider using epidemic sound and sign up uh, through that special link to help this channel and to help others grow in their leadership with that. Thank you so much. I'll see you back here next week as we're going to talk about the third element in the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership and that service, how to serve others. 
thank you. Have a fantastic week. And I'll see you back here next Monday.